What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon Podcast. This is part two of the episode Shut Down and Shut Out. Last week, I talked about my experience with technology in the classroom. This week, I want to dive into some issues with social media and how it is affecting all of us. We need to find a balance with social media, people. So let's get this started. Last week on episode three, I had my first part of a two-part episode titled Shut Down and Shut Out. Uh, During that episode, I talked about my experiences as a teacher having technology slowly implemented into my classroom over the course of 30 years and, and how that has changed not only how I teach, but what I teach and, and added really another tool to what I can do as a teacher within my classroom. I also talked about a recent article in which uh, the writer talked about, discusses how many college professors are, professors are noticing a disconnect with uh, students, particularly in their their lecture based classes, and and how the just even the mere presence of technology has uh, affected students' performance uh, on exams, on assessments. Uh, it was an interesting kind of thought process I was going through there, and you know I was on the Juicebox podcast last. Thursday, got together, and we actually talked about that a little bit more. And I, I didn't want to come across as being anti-technology. I'm not that at all. And they actually asked me on that podcast about different ways in which um, I use technology in the classroom. And two of them I wanted to mention tonight before I move into what I want to discuss in regards to social media. Um, both of these are, are ones that I use on a regular basis. Uh, the first one is a program called Classcraft in which uh, all the students in the class are given an avatar. It's either a ward or, excuse me, a warrior, a mage, or a healer. And they're all part of a team. We call them a clan because it's like clash of clans. And so they're all um, unique characters, and they earn XP for doing things that um, are positive in the classroom, bringing their materials, bringing, uh, dressing appropriately, sharing ideas. Etc. They have health points that they need to maintain, and they lose those for not being sandbox players. Meaning they're not coming prepared. They're not treating treating one another in a, a respectful manner. And then uh, they earn gold pieces as uh, somewhat of reward. We we put those out there for um, different accomplishments that they have in the class. We're always trying to find ways of doing that. But we we use that throughout every day in class, and we even have uh, vocabulary quizzes. Uh, that are boss battles where the different clans or factions fight together, uh, taking an assessment. And every time they get a correct answer, they get to take a swipe at uh, an actual, like a digital boss until they defeat it. And we actually use that as an assessment tool in the class. And it's something that we really look forward to uh, when we're in class. Another thing that that my students are doing this year uh, is a, a great deal of blogging. Um, I do that myself, and I did it a couple years ago, but I kind of moved away from that in hopes that you know I could get more time in school and more, get more things accomplished without doing it. But this year is really interesting. Uh, 
kind of went to it and all, all my senior classes are doing this. And it's just interesting how all of them have been able to uh, set up their own blogs, even those that were really skeptical about doing this and saying, I don't want to do this. Why are we doing this? Have found it somewhat liberating to be able to discuss topics and issues that are of importance to them. And it's just a unique way of using the the technology that is available in the classroom to help students develop their own voices, to help students collaborate, to help students uh, put out information uh, in a creative manner. And so, you know, to me, that's one of the points of uh, technology. And that's what we were trying to do in in the classroom. So um, it's really... to me, technology does have its place. It's not the be-all and end-all. We have to have content to put to use with the technology, and that—that's really what what we try to do in, in both my class, in both in all of my classes with Classcraft and uh, using Google Blogger. And it's really been uh, a great experience with my students this year. So that's kind of where I am on the technology issue in the classroom. I want to kind of move to in a different direction now in my next segment and talk to you about some of the thoughts that I've had on the use of social media. I'm finding there's so much information out there. uh, I thought it would be a good way to um, maybe give you some things to think about. And that'll be the next segment. So uh, once I found this, he, um, this this video, this is the one that kind of started this whole uh, particular podcast theme. It's it's a video. It's an older video by Dr. Cal Newport. Uh, it's from TED Talks Tyson, and I, it caught my attention because it said why you should quit social media. And I I started asking myself why would I want to quit social media. Um, Honestly, I use it quite a bit. Um, I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I have my own blog, and now I have a podcast, and all these are kind of under the umbrella of social media. And, you know, I was asking myself, why would he be uh, saying that we should quit social media? And so, yeah, I'm going to give this a listen. I always like to listen to uh, people on TED Talks because it it does. Uh, they the the presentations do kind of stimulate some thought and get us thinking in a different way. Don't always offer solutions, but it, it is something that kind of gets the ball rolling. And you know, one of the things that that he says right off the bat is that he does not have uh, social media. He is not on Facebook or Instagram. Um, at the very end, he does kind of make an admission, which is kind of funny. But you know, the the basic idea here is when when he's presenting himself, he says, "I don't, I don't miss it. Uh, I've never been on Facebook. I've never been on Instagram. Um, it's just not part of his life." And he says he's perfectly fine, and I, I believe him. And sometimes, you know, when you admit that, it's you know, like, wow, you're wondering how can someone not be on Facebook or 
not being in, on Instagram. And you're probably saying, well, how is that even possible? And there are a lot of people who aren't on it and they're, they're perfectly fine. And one of the things that he says is that social media is not a fundamental technology. It's just entertainment. It's like choosing a different uh, television show to watch or a different movie uh, to entertain you. And that's what it is. Uh, the concern that he has, and he kind of talks about the origins of social media and some of the things that go on in the creation of it. And honestly, some of the some of the things he says, I, I do tend to agree with. I, I, I've all, always known that you know there they have been designed uh, the social media. And I'm just going to go ahead and use Facebook as an example. I think other ones do the same thing. Um, they they want you to come back uh, to it time and time again, and they want you to be able to say, well, I'm tired of looking. I'm tired of looking at this screen. Let me just pull down on the screen and refresh it, and it'll take me somewhere else. And it's set up that way so that you can continue to use it. Uh, he talks about how the people who are engineers actually help to engineer slot machines in Vegas. I'm not entirely sure about that, but you know, it, it's a possibility. Um, I don't have any problem believing that because I think there are a lot of people who do use social media quite a bit. And he's kind of developing this idea in, in his video that it's an addiction. And I think addiction is a really strong word uh, to use, particularly when we're talking about uh, social media. Um, so I, I do think that people are attached to it, but addiction is a really strong word. And I'm not sure how, how he arrives at that. But some of the things that he talks about is that it, it, particularly at this time, that there's a lot of research that said that the more you use social media, the more likely you are to feel uh, lonely or isolated. And what he does is he provides some like anecdotal data, which is just you know information that he's read or experienced himself and his thoughts on it. And what he says is that when, for example, when we look at Facebook, Typically, the pictures that we see of our our friends are usually carefully planned out. They're the best ones out of a possible batch of pictures uh, pictures that may have been taken, and it's a positive portrayal of their lives. And so, you know, and his th it his theory is that when we constantly see that, we're bombarding ourselves with these positive portrayals of people's lives. And if you are in a place where you are feeling lonely or um, inadequate in some way, that by exposing yourself to these constant, you know, pictures of positive people and positive aspects of their lives, that you can, it can develop uh, depression in people. And it's kind of a generalization that, that can happen. And um, he doesn't really cite any data, but it is something to kind of think about. Cause I think I've been there myself before. Uh, you know, kind of being, particularly in the wintertime, you know, when you're isolated, it's snowing outside, you don't feel like going anywhere and you're, you're looking at Facebook and you don't really have any connection with people. And I, I've been there and I found myself looking at it too much and I just have to put it away. So I'm tired of looking at, it. I see the same kind of pictures, people are happy, you know, and, and you know, I'm kind of miserable uh, where I am. And I know that looking at those can, it, they do. Sometimes you say, uh, you know, I need to be doing something with my life here. And, and I think sometimes when you go into looking at social media in that way to kind of get um, uh, a feeling of self-esteem or um, 
you want to feel better about yourself simply by by exploring that it doesn't always happen and sometimes it can can let, leave you feel with the kind of uh, kind of emptiness because it is detached uh, from us we are just kind of looking at pictures and you know adding our quotes but we're also doing some kind of social interaction with that in a, in an odd way we're when we're liking and putting comments on other people's pictures or posts um, it is a form of social interaction that we're doing there. It's not personal, like face-to-face, but we are communicating with people. And it is just kind of the way that the world has become in some ways. And I think with with anything in, involving social media, you have to do it with uh, moderation. I think that's the whole point um, of this. Um, what he's worried about, and, and I think it's it's a fair comment that if – if these are set up, these social media accounts are set up to keep bringing people back to them. And if they're designed similar to these slot machines that you see in Las Vegas, he kind of makes this point that when you're in Las Vegas or when you're in a, a casino, that you can take the slot machine and you can leave the slot machine and go about your way and not you know, carry it with you. But with social media, if you develop some kind of attachment to it and you're, you're used to trying to find things on there constantly, they're actually kind of carrying that with you, which is kind of a really, uh, it's a stretch to me. But, you know, I ask myself that question uh, many times. And I, I remember seeing different videos on YouTube uh, and I watch these at night. Sometimes when I'm going to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch a couple YouTube videos, and you know, these ones that are kind of informative and give you things, give me things to think about. They just kind of pop up on there um, based on what I have watched before. And so, several of them have said that you know, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do? And I have noticed that. I tend to reach for my phone the first thing in the morning, not because it's ringing, but because I want to see if I have any text messages. I want to see if there are any new posts on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, or if I have any notifications. And to me, that's kind of odd. Um, And I, I really have to ask myself, why am I doing this? Is this like calling me there? And is this what I was, we were talking about, uh, in the last episode with college students and, and in the classroom, when the phone is there and you're so used to receiving communication from it in the form of text or notifications that your brain becomes wired to look for notifications like that. And we start to pay attention and almost we hope that we have something there. Is it, To me, you know, I just wonder, can I roll out of bed and not immediately check my phone? And how many of us out there really do that? And have you ever asked yourself, why do I do that? Um, So I'm going to try to make, I'm going to try a little experiment myself soon. I don't know when, because I'm kind of anxious about doing it. That's as anything. Uh, But I'm going to put my phone somewhere else. Or when I wake up in the morning, I am going to make a concerted effort not to pick it up, not to walk around looking at messages as I'm, you know, waking up in the morning, you know, to find something else to do, maybe just to get out of bed and walk around and kind of get the blood circulating a little bit. I don't know, but I just 
kind of want to stay away from doing that. I don't, why do I have to check my email as soon as I wake up? Um, can't be healthy. And so it's kind of what he's talking about there in this, uh, this video, this idea of social media and why we need to quit it. Cause I, I just wonder if by using it as much as we do, that we're kind of creating a different kind of connection in our brains. And he actually mentions this a little bit is that he worries that down the road, are we going, or is science going to discover that our use of social media has kind of rewired the way our brains work, that we are looking towards this for messages instead of in terms of looking at the world around us. And as it's become, as like social media become this, um, I don't know, appendage to our bodies that we never expected to have, or we weren't even intended to have that, but it's always there and we know it's there. And so therefore we must check it constantly. And if you've ever been in that situation, I, I think it's, 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 I think it's something that you should really consider. And I, I'm considering it myself right now. I'm not going to get off social media. Um, but I do want to make sure that I have some control over it. Um, I do know that when I'm like, when I'm doing a blog, I like to constantly see like, you know, how many people are, are reading it. I like to check the number of shares that I have. Uh, same thing with the podcast. I like to see how many views I have. And I don't want to obsess over that. I tell myself I'm not worried about that because I do like the creative process, but in some ways, you know, when we create things, we do want people to see them when we post things on social, social media, social media, it is a way for us to uh, make connections with others. Um, you know, for me, I, I've lived in two different parts of the country. I lived in, uh, I currently live in West Virginia, but I also live in North Carolina and I've met a lot of friends and I have family uh, in both states. And for me, it's actually a way of kind of connecting with them. And I think back about, you know, as, as I was growing up, I didn't have that uh, to my advantage. I wasn't able to see you know, where people were or to communicate with them other than, you know, getting on the phone and calling them or writing them a letter. And social media has kind of uh, enabled us to be social in a different kind of way. And I think it's it's important that we use, use it to find a positive way of doing it. Uh, one of the things that I, I just remember that uh, Dr. Uh, Newport mentions in there, and this is a quote from him, um, and it's about social media and it being a, a tech, a, not being a fundamental technology that's just entertainment. And he says, quote, the market, and let's talk about like the real world, the market, like what the market wants to see, recognizes something that is created of value, not the ability to use these tools because they're relatively easy to use. And I'm going to kind of go full circle here and go back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. Um, my students this year, we decided to, you know, we, we talked about creating these blogs. And for many of them, uh, I was surprised at the ease that, uh, with the ease that many of them uh, developed these blogs, it, not in terms of what they wrote, but of setting them up, creating them, that they did it relatively easy. And it, it didn't take long to show them the different tools of them and how to explore that. And most of them are getting, uh, are already pretty adept at uh, navigating the whole program itself. And it's set up that way. And so while, yes, it's really cool to 
be able to use the blog, it's set up so that it's easy to use. It's the same way with Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or, you know, I hate to say it, even these podcasts, they're, it is, they're, they're easy to use it. They're, yes, there is a learning curve, but when it comes down to it, they're set up so that you can use them easily. And so the market isn't out there saying, hey, we need people who know how to use Facebook or we know how to use uh, the social media. They're looking for people that know how to create something of value, uh, something that's worthwhile. For example, with the blog, you know, anyone can go up and set up a blog and post something on a blog. But it's what you have created and, you know, whether you take pride in it. And that, you know, that's to me the difference between, you know, people who are just doing because they, you know, they feel like, hey, I can do this. And those that really want to create something. And that's been the real joy for me is that I think my students kind of are kind of getting it that it's, yeah, it's the, it's a technology, it's entertainment, but finding their voices through this technology and using this as a tool is what it's really all about. And I think that's something that's going to help them in the long run. And so, yeah, it, it's it's knowing that we can create with it is the important thing and that we're not just relying on it to um, stimulate, you know, just, you know, what we're seeing around us or just to be on it totally in our in all of our waking moments of the day and to look and see if we're getting likes and et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, it's a, a vehicle to kind of put what we create out there. And I think that's the ultimate thing. So yeah, I'm not going to quit social media. I, I'm not encouraging anyone to do it. I don't think that that's what he's saying either. I think he's going to, he goes to an extreme in the video, but I, I would encourage you to take a look at it yourself. It's a great video. I think it's about 15 minutes long, which is about how long a Ted talks, um, video normally is. I'm going to put a link for it in my description uh, for this podcast. If you want to take a look at it, it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it, it is it is funny in, in some parts, but it, it, it does give you something to think about. But I think you have to kind of go into it with your, your eyes wide open. Now, I was going to kind of um, close out with this, with that last uh, video, but yesterday I found this other one and it <laughs> it popped up on Twitter. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm not getting rid of social media, but, um, uh, it's a great article. I was, I, it, it took me a while to read it. I'm going to read it over again because it is uh, kind of science based. Um, it's by, uh, Lydia Denworth. She's a contributing editor for scientific America, American. And it's, the article is a recent article. It's entitled Social Media Has Not Destroyed a Generation. And it automatically caught my eye. I was saying, well, okay, I've always been thinking that social media is ruining young people and um, it was causing problems. Um, and the article addresses all of these and talks about the data involving this. So I said, I got to include this. I got to finish out um, this podcast on this topic with this article. So I think it's really interesting. Um, the big concern that, that many people have, and even in the previous video, uh, the one from the Ted talks, he talked about this as well, that people that he, he was making the claim that social media is causing people to have, um, experience anxiety, low self-esteem and depression. And what this was saying in here is kind of turning the research over and saying that in quote, 
most young texters and Instagrammers, etc., etc., are fine. Heavy use can lead to problems, but many early studies and news headlines have overstated the dangers and omitted context. And so what has happened is because I think social media, for the most part, you know, to me, if I'm looking back, do I say 20 years, 25 years max is what it's been out there. I think it all started with MySpace and kind of blossomed from there. But uh, yeah, like social media has not been around that long. And I think when it first came out, people were, and they even talk about it in here, it's like people were always concerned about TV. Like TV, it's going to be the ruination of this generation or, you know, the mo- current movies, it's going to, video games going to be the ruination of uh, this generation. And and now it's social media and it's going to be the ruination of this generation. Um, and it's saying it's not, it's saying it's overstating the concerns. And, you know, the bottom line is saying anything to an extreme can lead to problems. You can overeat And that can lead to problems, but that doesn't mean that food is bad. It means how often you eat, how much you use food or don't eat can cause problems. Same thing, you know, to me with, you know, with drinking, you know, having a glass of wine or a beer is fine, but heavy use can lead to problems. So to me, it's the same thing with social media. Anytime that you become, that you use something too much, it's going to cause a problem. And this one, I, I, I can't go, there's so much in this article. And again, I'm going to leave the link to this um, in my description because it's an incredible article, really goes through and talks about how they collected all these studies. And it it says that many of the studies, the early studies were saying it was always like a, it was just a one-way issue, like that that they were looking at people who were already pre uh, had a predisposition to um, depression or anxiety that social media was affecting them. But other studies, they were saying ones that weren't as prominent were saying that social media wasn't really triggering that, um, itself. It wasn't developing itself. And it really, it, it came to the point where they were saying that the, the effects from social media appear to depend on the user, that person's age, and their mental health status before they use it. And so it was kind of flipping it around saying, did, did this come first or did this come first? And the conclusions they were reaching that a lot of the data that was collected was one-sided, um, you know, particularly like how you ask, they were asking questions on some of these surveys were implying that social media was an addiction. I mean, if you ask someone, do you feel as if you are addicted to social media, you're putting the word in there. And I, I do have an issue with that. If that's how some of these are presented, and that's what this article is is claiming, that some of the the, the surveys, the, the way that it was collected uh, was flawed, that they were just asking people to voluntarily contribute things. And when you ask people to voluntarily contribute things, then sometimes you tend to get a one-sided uh, point of view. So we, I think we have to be careful about the information that we have out there. And it really, it, it makes me feel a little bit better because I was kind of um, on the fence about, you know, doing the blogs this year and encouraging them to post them on social media because I don't want to be doing something in a negative way. Um, it was just interesting. I remember talking to a student in my class uh, week before last 
about social media. And I, you know, we had talked about being on Twitter and he said, yeah, I've been on Twitter, but I just don't like it anymore. And I, you know, I wanted to kind of continue that conversation. I said, well, why don't you like it? And I said, well, and he just replied, it was just really negative all the time and just didn't want that negativity in his life. And I agree with him. And I think that's part of the issue is that sometimes on, whether it's on Facebook, particularly on Facebook, there's a lot of negativity on there. And I just stop following people who are being negative because I've been negative myself and I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to, you know, keep Facebook for what it is, a nice social sharing thing. Um, I try to avoid, I want to avoid political messages on there as much as possible. I used to do that. I don't like it anymore. Um, even on Twitter, it, it's hard not to get pulled into, um, the negative information that's out there, but it is a good resource for information. I, you know, I found this article on Twitter, so it is there. And I think it, it, it really, it's common sense that when you go in, it, it, you take it for what it is and you realize for what it is. And that's a sign of maturity in this generation. I don't think that social media, social media has destroyed it. I think it, it may in some ways, um, they developed a skill that many of us did not have the opportunity to develop as we were growing up. And I think that the current generation is very uh, media savvy and they're able to look at things and see things for what they are. Um, and they're okay with exploring the use of social media and being able to discuss it. And they realize what it is and what it is not. And so I, I definitely want to, you know, kind of, you know, give the current generation some, um, you know, some, props with that and use an expression that the kids uh, say. I don't know if they say it anymore or not. I don't want to date myself too much here, but you know, if I don't understand something about social media, about how it works or what a word means on social media or, you know, how to do something, I ask one of my students because they're knowledgeable about it and then I can kind of do it myself. Um, so that, that's just kind of how I look at it. So I don't know. I just want to tie this up a little bit. Um, it, it's been an interesting discussion kind of, you know, for the past couple of weeks, thinking about social media and how it impacts us. And it really, I really keep coming back to it as a tool. And with any tool, whether it's a hammer, a screwdriver, or a saw, shovel, whatever it may be, it can be used for its intended purpose um, or it can be used in the wrong way. And I think that that is the lesson that we learn here. And it's the same thing. Uh, if we overuse something, if we depend on it too much, we have to have some personal accountability. We have to be able to pull ourselves back. So, you know what? I need to take a break from this. If I find myself like, you know, if you find yourself, for example, like waking up in the morning, immediately going to social media or immediately checking your email, Ask yourself why. What are you getting out of that? I do appreciate everyone's comments uh, on the podcast. Again, please make sure if you can, love it if you were to uh, like and retweet, share, whatever it is that uh, you can do to kind of get my podcast out there. Um, I'm available on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker Radio, Radio Public, and iTunes. So I want to close out thanking and kind of giving some credit again to uh, Bruce Springsteen, Radio Nowhere from Magic 2008, Why You Should Quit Social Media. That's on TED Talks Tyson, Dr. Cal uh, Newport. Uh, I also want to um, 
mention uh, social media has not destroyed a generation. That's Linda Denworth, uh, contributing editor for Science American. I am going to put the links for all of those into the description for this uh, podcast. So hopefully you can uh, take a look at those articles yourself, make your own decision, uh, watch the videos yourself, and listen to some Bruce if you want to. I want to thank everyone who is a reader, who are readers of Time and Space. I'm going to try to get another post out here in the next week or so. Also, the listener to listeners to What's Up, buddy, appreciate it. If you like and follow, it would be great. Uh, let me know how many people are out there actually hearing me, and that's in a and hearing this message that I'm kind of sending out would be important to me. Again, my podcast, um, you can contact me at podcast.whatsupbuddy at gmail.com. And my website is www.ajbucon.com. I'll put both those links again in the description. So that way you can find me and contact me a little bit easier than trying to write it down from this podcast. Thank you so much again. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you have a great day. Driving through the misty rain, searching for a misread train.